Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here at Guitar Nerds, we're massive fans of Stringjoy guitar strings, and you should be too. Stringjoy, if you don't know, are the world's first true string custom shop, but they also do a whole bunch of standard sets made to the same super high custom shop quality. And one of my favourite things about just how lovely Scott and the team are is the Stringjoy reward system. A bit like a Tesco club card, but cool. Every set of strings you buy earns you points. Each pack is worth a dollar in points, and you can save those virtual dollars and put them towards anything in the Stringjoy merchandise store, which, when you have a bucket of guitars and you're always restringing them, makes for a whole bunch of points and thus free merch. It's just a little thing they've set up to say thank you, but I think it's testament to just what a super bunch of people they are and how deserving they are of your string business. Stringjoy strings are available at stringjoy.com and at 400 plus dealers across the globe. If your local store doesn't stop Stringjoy yet? Ask them to. Matt. Joe. What dinosaur has the best vocabulary? <laughs> the Thesaurus. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Hello, Mr. Joe. Hello, Mr. Matt. Hello, dear listener. Welcome, welcome back to another episode. I don't know where we're on, 39th episode, something like that, around there for this season for 2023's series of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. We're almost at gear of the year. We said all this last week, but it's getting it closer. So close. It's getting so closer. Close. I'm starting how to think ep- about... How I many don't, episodes I don't know. Like Let's, total uh, episodes. 500? Well, total oh. Yeah, absolutely. Who who knows? The first episode was like 400 episodes long. And then each, uh, the first series was like 400 episodes long. And then each series after that's probably been like 50. Uh, I'm excluding Patreon specials and mini series. We did like the home recording guide. There's the Branton Rant and there's all those things that we did as well. I don't know. Lots, many, many a episode. But so far, many like left... Episode left this series where we're sort of near the end of october so like one two three i don't know like eight episodes or less left probably less than that season. i would have thought because yeah. we normally start what mid no well we start first week of december and that's only 
five weeks away. Oh, right. You mean we start the gear of the year the then? Yeah. yeah. Like, so probably six yeah. episodes. Six yeah, episodes. blimey. Not that many. I, I'm going to have to start looking more closely at, um, at things, you know, potentials for gear of the year. Was it more stuff starting to come out? Like, uh, if you look, Matthew, at our, at our, list our document for what we're going to talk about on this week's podcast inevitably dear listener we won't get round to the news we'll do like one thing but we've got like 10 things in there at the moment that are exciting new releases so there so are stuff, there's just stuff is happening that's just uh, well i think we went through a long period of like you know covid and kind of all sort of manner of strange things happening um but there's just been you know i think actually probably more so when than we realize lots of stuff has actually been launched this year i guess there's just maybe less of a actually i think what it is is there's so much stuff and so much noise i think we talked about this last week that you sort of forget that some of the stuff that's happened i mean yeah yeah i mean electroharmonics launched yet another i mean only two weeks ago they went oh we've announced you know 11 mini pedals and now they're like (laughs) oh now we've announced something else it's just like what it's just it's just unbelievable yeah they're Um, always right well um i i think this year for me i've actually picked up a lot of stuff that's not new like things that haven't been released this year um so out of like all things so this is new and non-new things what's been your favorite thing that you've got this year oh it's tricky because i think you got the ed o'brien strap is that this year and you've got the strap last year Oh, that was last year. Okay, well, you got the Strat Plus this year. I did. Uh, you got the Kaufman pickups this year. You've had umpteen pedal boards. You got the Silk Tone <laughs> this year. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, yeah. It'd be tricky to say from a guitar perspective because I've only got one guitar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which sounds so. I only got one guitar this year, and some people <laughs> get like one guitar every like ten years. Um. Yeah, it's been a tricky one actually because, like you say, I got the Strat Plus, which I absolutely love, the Silk Tone, which I love. Uh, I guess the product that I've used the most um, mm-hmm. is a pedal, <laughs> and unfortunately, it is a Boss pedal. Um, <laughs> but one of my favourite things has been the SDE three thousand dual digital delay. I love the mm. rack unit. I had a rack unit, had it for years. Uh, but obviously impractical to kind of use, although I've had it in various setups before. Yeah. And I just love having, because I run a stereo rig and having two stereo delays, so four delay lines, and being right. able to use kind of MIDI to switch those in and on and off and have effectively two different delays. And it's so versatile that for me is just it's just been a gr- i just don't think i'll ever take it off my pedal board because it's just it does everything that i want wow. it to do that's, that's um, really I, was ha- I was having a um not an argument but a discussion with someone else about uh boss launches uh this year and they were like surely the dm101 it's the best thing this year and i was like well you know cool. it is amazing uh, and i will certainly be rooting for it in gear of the year but my my personal favorite has been the has been the SDE. Um, Did the new Space I, Echo come out this year? No, that, that was last year. year. That was right. last year. <laughs> I, hmm, do you know what? I, I actually, looking back on it, I'm trying to think of all the things that I've actually bought this year. Um, and I haven't bought, I don't think I've actually really bought loads of pedals this year. Probably mm-hmm. one guitar, one amp, 
and one pedal, <laughs> realistically. Wow. Um, I think we've had a, a few freebies and stuff, haven't we, Joe? We've had a few bits and pieces that we've tried. You've got to count freebies in there. Like the, the thing that you've got that you're using the most. Mm. Oh, I mean, well, I'm, not I mean, that you're I'm, using the most that you that you like the most that I like the most. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I I must admit that is that is something. Although, of course, I love having a the Strat Plus, which I was playing again this afternoon because actually it just sounds better. It's it's almost weird. It sounds more vintage than the Kaufman pickups that I've put in the eighty eight oh, wow. Strat. But I think they're wow. just they're so quiet and they're so low output that they yeah. kind of I don't know. They just have that kind of twanginess ultimate twanginess yeah. to them um but yeah i'm sure there's a few other things but what about you joe what about you tricky i mean like it would be easy for me to say the american vintage 52 telly because yeah. i'm you know a, a fantastic purchase for me really really great product but obviously as you know and we're going to talk about later i have been getting back into helix i feel like i'm rediscovering that sort of thing at the moment a bit but i think the pedal that the thing that i guess i'm using the most or having the most fun with that's made the most impact on how i mess around and play things at home is the great eastern effects co focus fuzz silicon ah yes yeah i really like it. i've had a really good year for fuzz this year really getting into it and the thing mm. that i really like for fuzz is um is fuzzes that work that that can be dynamic and that work well on low gain by being a bit spluttery but not too much i don't want gated i just want those like you'd be able to dig in and those sort of oscillating harmonics to be there but then you'd be able to pull back and it's almost like edge of breakup drive and there are a few great fuzz pedals out there that do that sort of thing i really mm. like that because i tend to play finger style on electric guitar and i tend to be picking chords that sort of thing's quite nice because it means that i can dig in and get a bigger sound than i should be able to get finger picking chords and i can dial it back and it's almost like having a modulation pedal on you know, mm. when you're playing softly with a, it just gives you this soupy warmth. I, I'm really a big fan of it. And there are a few things. It's not the only pedal that does that sort of thing. Well, I'm a big fan of the, the high watt, um, custom shop fuzz. I absolutely love that. I think that does really well. That does something that the focus fuzz silicon doesn't in that. If you play really softly, you almost go under the filter and it's clean. So you can. Right you can actually get some cleans out of the high watt custom shop filter fuzz, which is very cool. Uh, it's not a downsize, uh, downside at all. All pedals should be the size of the focus fuzz, which dear listener, sorry, not focus fuzz, the filter fuzz, the high watt filter fuzz. The ma- if you massive. haven't seen, yeah, absolutely massive. Problem is I don't actually have, I really, really want it to be on my Alder and Ash pedal board, which is the pedal board I'm using for the Silas Fennec, the, the band I'm playing guitar oh, yeah. stuff in. Yeah. But the problem is that that board's only like an eight pedal board. And so the filter fuzz is two to four pedals sacrificed. <laughs> so ah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a big thing. And the focus fuzz silicon just, you know, does kind of all of those things differently. I'm not saying one's better than the other. They are different devices but mm. i really like the focus fuzz silicon that that is up there for me also a new release for this year actually thinking about it so 
Yeah, I think we need to just go through the gear of the year list because I'm sure there's a few things that have uh, that have come out that we've sort of forgotten about that we need yeah. to talk about or re-remember. Um, but I'm kind of at that point now where I don't really want to touch the pedal board that I've got set up. It's sort of got everything on it that I want, so it's time to you know move Absolutely. on. To Absolutely unbelievable, board. unbelievable that pedal board. I shared it on the uh, Facebook group, um, and people were. Gawping at the, uh, the at your ridiculous setup, your multi amp, oh, multi pedal. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate you all. Um, so yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, uh, gear of the year is definitely going to be interesting. There's a few things. I mean, just going through the news, there's just going to be loads of things that we haven't even talked about. I mean, even scrolling yeah. through our sort of usual haunts for news and press releases, I'm like, there's loads of stuff we just haven't talked about. Um, but we like talking about the stuff that we like and we can't always try it all. So, you know, it's sort of, we, we pick and choose, we pick and choose, but yes, there's going to be a lot to come to in gear of the year. And that's why it's always good to have Blake and, uh, Philip hopefully on this, this one again, because again, they've, they've got different experiences with trying stuff compared to us on their own podcasts, you know? So, um, yeah. To get that other side of the pond opinion. Indeed, indeed. Um, you know, so yeah, just a lot of work for you, Joe, to put together the list. More than us <laughs> yeah, to talk I know, about. I know. At the start of the year, about. every every year in January, dear listener, I put together this list where I'm like, right, every every week when I do the podcast, I'll also update this list with any new releases. So at the end of the year, I've got one document where everything is, and by like week five, I've stopped doing it and. The same is true this year. I have no document with all the press releases of the year, which means I have to go back through. I like have to scroll through pages of Premier Guitar and uh, Music Radar to to find all the all the press <laughs> releases. And of course, they don't do some of the smaller brands, so I also have to like look back through the notes from all of our podcasts and see if I can find any of the yep. Bob so. Well, that's so why you do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, oh well. Well, um, we Matt, we were we last week we started the this vintage pro shop build and then um, giveaway that we're going to be doing over the next little while. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, dear listener, what we're doing is we're teaming up with Vintage Guitars. They've got their new pro shop where they're custom building any of the guitars or any hybrid versions of the guitars that they make. They do Strat types, Teletypes, Jazz Masters, Les Paul, Les Paul Juniors, 335s, SGs. Um, that's, about, that's about right. I think I covered it. Those sorts of things. So each week we're going to pick a feature that then you, dear listener, get to vote on. And you can vote in any way. You can email us, DM us. I set up a poll on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. I set one up on the Patreon. And then I just see, you know, if there's an if there's an overwhelming movement towards one feature and then we'll announce that on the following week's podcast if there's no clear winner maybe i'll narrow it down to two and then do an extra week but we'll see this week there was a clear winner we did body shape um last week and then we're gonna do what did i say we're doing this week finish i've got it in colors the document colors yeah so we're doing the color, but with also, which I guess would know, also include finish because yeah, we're, also do, we're doing color. Week, finish, they do, yeah. 
different levels of distress. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, satin well, and gloss would also be an option. So all of those things. So it's that. It's the whole caboodle. Uh, so this this one's going to be much broader, much dif- more difficult to do a poll, I guess. Um, I wonder how well, we'll do it. I guess everyone can just put... Everyone can just message... Yeah. Everyone can just put a colour in the Facebook group or message you, however, and whichever one we feel is the most popular based maybe on I'll do may, Maybe I'll do two polls. I'll do one for colour and one for relicking. Mm, yeah, yeah, because some people might... Well, but then some people might want shell pink but might want it... Uh, Relic, but some people might want shell pink. And, well, exactly. Maybe, That's why I do two poles. Although some colours look better relics than they. Hmm. True. Oh ones. no, we can definitely end up with a Homer. That's 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 the risk here. But yeah, I'll do two polls this week. Then, dear listener, I'll do one for the finish, one for the relicking, so we can decide okay. whether or not we're going to have this relic and by how much. Uh, or maybe I'll just do whether or not. Otherwise, all the people who want it will be split across how much. So we'll do yeah. whether or not it's going to be relic, and we'll do Matt. You and me can choose how much if relic wins. Um, okay. And uh, and then we'll do the finish. So you guys can choose a finish. So I'll set up some form where you can add. Uh, your own colours, dear listener, and okay, then sounds also good. people can vote on them. But because uh, I but guess yeah, it's before- worth, I was going to say because unless you were going to say this, show that when I asked you before this podcast started, you could say you can have any colour, and I was like any colour, and you were like any colour, which I'm guessing means that they probably go off the standard RAL colour chart. RAL is right. the yeah. basically the company that makes the colors <laughs> i did not know uh, that just, I did yeah not know so that. i'm gonna see if i can just actually get out the official so i think they are what does rao stand for oh my god it's some german word the rao system was created in 1927 by the german national commission for delivery terms and quality assurance so i think they basically create the standard colors and then each color gets assigned a code. So basically, you could say, I, I'll give you a real world example. I've just bought a new front door. Very exciting. Uh, but my house needs a new door. And they were like, you can, for a cost, you can have any color from the RAL chart. And because that's a standardized, approved set of colors globally, that basically you just provide that RAL code. Um, right. And they will then. They know what colour to order and and to match. Um, sure. And that is basically uh, how you can... You could do that with Fender Custom Shop. So all you need to do is basically go like RAL 4003 and you've got yourself Heather Violet. <laughs> um, I think we might be slightly over-broadening this no, but by absolutely, doing that. Because, absolutely not. <laughs> because two, two people could have two different ideas of what a Pelham Blue is, but... You know the the Wait, but regardless, we'll go through all the options. I'm I'm, I'm happy with this. However, well, I don't think that. we want to go through every RAL option because there is no. one thousand eight hundred and twenty five RAL colors. Um, so okay, maybe well, not. that does but sound we, like we quite can, a lot. We can make up some colors. Great, um, we'll do that. So before we do that, we should talk about the body shape that we will be painting in this color because oh, the yes. results are in now on Facebook. It was um, Facebook, the poll on Facebook and how people messaged me was very similar. Patreon was different 
different taste in Patreon, but still similar. Um, so the Gibson models, generally speaking, did the worst. And I think that's because people want to, you know, we were saying last week, we want to have more customization. And as soon as you've got a set neck, there's you're sort of, we're just going to be picking the pickups, aren't we, really? I mean, mm, admittedly, mm. the only extra thing we're going to be really doing is choosing whether we shove a tele neck on a, tele neck on a strat or something like that. But oh. nonetheless, no, <laughs> like the Mischief Maker, that was a great guitar. But That um, was, yeah, indeed. Nonetheless, the yeah the the Gibson models generally did the worst. Uh, did did worse. The Les Paul, a standard Les Paul, was the most popular uh, on Facebook out of the Gibsons, but it only got seven percent of the vote. Three three five was hot on its heels with six, and then Juniors SGs um, were far behind that. Over on the Patreon, however, no one voted for a Les Paul. Zero Les Paul votes um, with a Les Paul Junior double cut actually being the third most popular instrument option uh, over on Patreon. So, you know, some some slightly different tastes there. But our top three um, in uh, ascending order were the, on the Facebook group, were the Telecaster with 14% of the vote a semi-hollow Telecaster with 18% of the vote, and a Jazzmaster with a whopping 31% of the vote. Okay. Absolutely smashed every other body shape. There was, in the comments, there were people saying, I shouldn't have split telly and semi-hollow telly. I don't know why I said semi-hollow telly, and not thin-line telly, but anyway, they were saying, I shouldn't have split it, and that's what won Jazzmaster um the the, the winning uh, yeah, thing over I don't there. Know. But, I mean surely you you need to split it because I I, I thought two so, very yeah. different guitars. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I thought so. But anyway, so Jazzmaster absolutely smashed it over on Facebook on the Facebook poll on the Guitar Nerds group. Well there you go. On Patreon, we had third third place going to Les Paul Jr. Double Cup with eleven percent of the vote and then tied in second first place, tied mm-hmm. in first place, the Thin Line Telecaster and the Jazzmaster with 27, okay. 27% of the vote each over there. So a complete tie, which I think if it was a tie, I'd be saying, right, we need to split it down to Thin Line Telecaster and Jazzmaster and we need to put out another vote. But because it was so unanimous over on the Facebook group, I think we have to accept that the Jazzmaster is going to be the body shape that we're working with, that we're moving forward with. What do you think? I can accept such a result. Are you happy uh, with man, that? Are you happy with the Jazzmaster? Well, yes, because I don't have a Jazzmaster. Not that I'm necessarily going to win this. <laughs> are you going to enter uh, the, uh, you going to enter the I'm giveaway? Absolutely, I'm absolutely going to enter. Um but it's nice to build something different that I don't think either of us have got a Jazzmaster either. I do. Right, yeah, Joe. I've got a Jazzmaster. I've got that do one you? that Jay lent me and then never collected like four years oh, ago. Okay, well, that's good to know, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah. I don't, so it'll be good for me. Since 2010, Music Nomad Equipment Care has been making premium and innovative guitar care products used and trusted every day by top guitar repair shops, guitar makers and touring techs in over 50 countries. Pro quality but affordable Music Nomad is also the go-to for countless guitar players around the globe to help their guitars look, sound and play their best. 
whether changing strings, setting up your guitar, or detailing every inch of your gear, Music Nomad products are designed and engineered to be their best in class. From top to bottom, each product is so well thought out that it's clear their passion for guitar care is unmatched. With over 100 industry-leading products, it's hard to talk about them all, but some of the favourites are their 100% natural fretboard oil that cleans and conditions your fingerboard like no other, their Guitar Tech tool sets that can adjust just about anything on a guitar, string changing tools that make changing strings a breeze and actually fun, and they demystified the guitar setup process by developing their new innovative Keep It Simple Setup, aka KISS for guitar setups. Their KISS precision gauge toolset comes with easy to follow instructions and many how-to videos anyone can follow to set up their guitar to play and sound great. And last but not least, their recent introduction of a game-changing fret care tool line, which takes fret care to the next level. Make sure you check out what all the buzz is about around Music Nomad, as they truly are redefining and raising the bar in equipment care. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com or follow them on social media with at Music Nomad Care. I really like Jazzmasters. They're great. The problem with the Jazzmaster I have is it's in that awful colour, the worst finish Fender have ever done. Um, I think you like it. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Uh, well, it's named after it's a me. Midnight Blue to Black uh, Burst. I mean, it's a kind of similar colour to the uh, Strat Plus that I've got, which is Black Pearl, which is kind of silver and black, I guess. Yeah, but silver like and black silver is bur- acceptable. But, but not Silver Burst, but kind of close. The problem um, is that blue is, for me, the most difficult. Dark blues, mid blues, are the most difficult colours on guitars. They mm. so easily look terrible. Like Even mm. when you look at like standards like Lake Placid and Pelham, the wrong model in one of those colours can look awful. Like Squire released a classic vibe jazz bass, 60 style, rosewood neck, block inlays. They did it in Lake Placid blue. All of those things shout, amazing guitar certainly in photos looked like a great guitar philip carter got one it looked like royal blue it looked like squire affinity blue you know it was bad it was a bad color and that should be a good color and so Mm. my point is around blues they're tricky and i think on dark night that fender color they missed it as well it looks like a cheap fair enough in the middle but we'll see whereas cheap reds look good you know fiesta great color um probably uh you know dakota great color dakota Um, red for me actually is it dakota red no i like hot rod red which is the uh the color of the mark knopfler signature they did one of my favorite gibson colors cardinal red now that is a good red yeah yeah, i like a straight red i like my reds to not have a metallic fleck as it were Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I see what you, you mean. Know. Yeah. Cardinal. No, I um, I like a good post box red. In oh, fact, yeah. when I was a kid, my bedroom was painted, or one of the the feature wall, should we say, was po- painted uh, post box red. Right. Great. Oh, and how long have you been a demon character from The Shining? <laughs> uh, uh, since I was born on the sixth of the sixth, sixty-six. <laughs> um, anyway, so so we're at Jazzmaster then. We've got a Jazzmaster. That's what we're build. rolling with. Okay. This guitar build is going to be a Jazzmaster. Just, so just, 
just remind people of the specific, if you can remember, what's the specific model of the Jazz Master? Is it the uh, 65, V65? V65. Is their sort of offset shape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so V65, and at the moment, if you go to V65, you can have it. Uh, they are hard out. You can have hard out or vibrato, yes. uh, and a standard with P90 pickups, and I believe a rosewood neck. But obviously, all of that could be changed yeah. via the Yo- the UK Pro Shop. Um, yeah. So, how do you want so, to do this then, Joe? Well, I wanted to talk about this new thing that they've added onto the Vintage website. Dear listener, check it out. Vintage Guitars R Us. It's the letter R and us, like Toys R Us. It's a very weird website name, I agree. But nonetheless, vintageguitarsrus.com. We'll just search for Vintage Guitars on the computer connected to the internet. Anyway, they've added this whole new section which to their pro shop, which is examples. It's a build gallery, so examples of instruments that have been ordered in the past, which is great. This is new because I guess it's a new pro shop. There are only so many things that they've built. Um, so this is a cool way to get to see some of the things for inspiration. Certainly, dear listener, inspiration for you suggesting colors to us. Now, when you click on this, the top thing, the most recent, I assume, build that they've done is a vintage V42, which is their precision bass with a jazz bass pickup in it. It is so cool. A vintage V42 Pro Shop in distressed bubblegum pink. Bubblegum pink is a fantastic color. It's got the mm. same sort of boldness as graffiti yellow, but in a pink um it's a great color it's a maple neck with a reverse headstock black scratch plate pj pickup configuration light revoking is extraordinarily cool i I absolutely love it i'd I'd play that bass i hate the reverse headstock but i'd play it let's just let's just buy that that. (laughs) i didn't i didn't include bases they're not an option no, what no, is the just, point just of a reverse color. headstock what is the point it's so hard to get to the tuners they are my if least favorite thing if it's good enough for dusty hill it's good enough you, for me <laughs> does that you can't just get the to the tuners the yeah. well you don't need to when you're dusty hill right and right. you know and you're in zz top why do, why do you need to get to those tuners um I've just Googled Dusty Hill, and the first thing that came up was, on December 16, 1984, Hill accidentally shot himself in the stomach when his Derringer, which is a pistol, a vintage pistol, (laughs) fell from his boot and discharged. He drove himself to hospital before going into shock. Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) And that's why he has... A reverse headstock. Um, (laughs) That's not why he has a reverse headstock. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. It's It's just... Cool vibes, isn't it? It's less yeah. practical for sure. Fair it's enough. Just cool enough. vibes. So uh, some of the other things they've got on the on the vintage, uh, the pro shop gallery, um, the instrument gallery, is one of their vintage V6s, which is their Stratocaster. They've got that with dual um, nickel-covered humbuckers, Gibson-style humbuckers, in a matte candy apple red with a parchment plate and a distressed and aged maple neck. That mm-hmm. looks absolutely fantastic. I'm mm-hmm. very into that. Um. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, what else have they got? What else? I'm just picking out some color inspiration for the uh, for the good listener. Because, I mean, you can literally, you can have anything which obviously makes this course this portion very very difficult yeah um, i mean they've got a day of the dead v100 which is their les paul which has all you know like yeah a cross and some skulls on the... it please don't suggest that dear listener no but i think what's interesting is they've got lots of like real kind of different relics and color over color mm-hmm. all of the classics you expect from sort of like fender colors um they've obviously mimicked some others you know there's like a distressed gold which kind of looks a bit like that bronze strat from what's his name who was in the band i forgot his name um you know so they've got lots of different sort of fender colors all the way up to like emerald green and colors that you wouldn't necessarily expect um flamed pink uh, yeah, the flames pink is pretty cool. Steampunk bronze. Um, <laughs> I think you can basically have anything that you want, which yeah, incredibly makes this incredibly difficult. So yeah. I thought, well, also they one- do color over colors. Don't forget, dear listener, like they've done their vintage V one twenty, which is their Les Paul Junior single cut. They've done that in Gunhill blue, which is their version of of uh, Pelham blue, um, over red, like a like a really bold. Probably Fiesta Red, I think. It just says red on the description, but it's what what I want to know is how are they doing this for the money? (laughs) It's just it's just like crazy good, realistically, that you can do all of this and not many are coming in at like over a thousand. I mean they only really come over a thousand once you sort of suggest other 
pickups that perhaps aren't in the sort of standard Wilkinson range, for example. Mm. But again, just, yeah. you know, just as long as you don't have Day of the Dead or a full body scratch plate, um, you can basically <laughs> order whatever you want. Please don't let a full <laughs> body scratch plate win. So yeah, I thought, so... Joe, what, what might be handy or what might uh-huh. be quite good is, is just to have a look at classic Jazzmaster combos and then maybe oh, yeah. we would suggest a couple of non-standard ones um oh. so it's a couple of really good looking vintage ones in sunburst i feel sunburst is a bit too uh normal i um, think it's unlikely for our listeners to choose sunburst. I, I, I i would i would think maybe so but actually vintage as soon as you type vintage jazz master the two colors you get are the v65 in both distressed black and distressed tobacco their distressed mm. finishes do look very very good very good um, their relicking is excellent yes and then there is quite a few now uh obviously pictures coming up because there's an american vintage 266 jazz master in blue lake placid blue lake placid. which looks very very good yeah they're, um, they're very cool like they did the whole vintera series in that um the ice blue metallic as well which is sort of a, a lighter more silver tinted version of of lake placid which is a great color mm. the jazz masters I, do look good in the blue especially with I, the matching headstock yeah and that's why my next suggestion is maybe one that i would potentially urge our dear listener to uh shout up and suggest because we did actually see one in this color um joe recently at guitar summit when we were at surfy bear but blue sparkle let's go real vintage let's go kind of custom color real surfy vibes that's pretty cool blue sparkle pink sparkle purple sparkle if we want to go down the um jay mascus route which would be very cool i'd love to see a, a purple sparkle um a colour that I ordered once um, when I was at GAC in a Strat, which looked very good, was Champagne Sparkle. Oh, yeah. Um, which is kind of a... Well, I mean, it's it's sort of a lighter gold. It's not as kind of... Yeah. I guess, how would I like it? Like a silvery it? Kind of a, gold. Yeah, like rose gold, but not rose Ooh. gold, because rose gold is sort of horrible. It basically looks like the colour of champagne, which is why it's called Champagne Sparkle. Um, but I think sort that's like a very, very cool colour. Yes, yes, that's how you could also describe it. I do right. love the purple sparkle, though. Can you also have matching headstock? I guess you can have yeah, matching Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? We can we do should, what we, we want. Should, we should totally have matching headstock. But, I mean, if it was me... I, I would be tempted for the uh, purple sparkle or Joe. How about how about hollow flake? What, what so is ho- hollow ho- flake? So hollow flake is people Google it now. If you're in front of a computer, hollow flake is basically multicolored black sparkle so it's black but it's got blue green this yellow red awful awful what awful. Oh, it's you awful. Are i bet order. you're the sort of guy who thinks that lamborghinis look classy what an awful color what that is that do you not remember the gibson les paul that we had in that i'm pretty sure we sold to gary moore in uh, hollow flake <laughs> gibson les paul hollow flake oh it's hollow like for hologram right oh i see yeah yeah no, H-O-L-O. I'm, I'm not 
Oh, yeah. Joe. I can't I can't get behind this colour. But dear listener, you can, uh, if you want to F me, then uh, you can. Like, choose Hollow Flake. Please don't. Uh, but, you, like, I, I mean, you know what you should be choosing, dear listener? Bubblegum pink. It's a great colour. It's on bubble brand. Bubblegum sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> also an option. If you want to be tasteful, what about olive green? No one Fender wants to be al- tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> Fender did a limited edition player Jazzmaster with a taut guard and an olive green. It's a great colour. Think about how good like olive drab looked on all those um, on the Gibsons they that they released in. That I um, for inspiration, I've just been quickly searching reverb various colours, and oh, yeah. uh, this has come up. PRS. USA, Paul Reed Smith, Mark Tremonti, signature private stock in replicant purple, right? So the top and the neck fretboard are the same piece and the headstock are all flamed maple and they're all in the same purple colour. I'm so into this guitar, but at £9,000, I will never afford it. Uh, But yeah, that is it's just absolute madness um what about paisley joe could we could we go paisley i don't know i don't know if we can ask them for that i guess we could try but that'd be pretty awkward if everyone chose paisley and then we had to ask them and then they said no true and it could Um, and it won't be paisley with the wallpaper because they basically couldn't really they couldn't do it yeah they'd have to do some approximation of it wouldn't they Um, i mean i do like the idea of some sort of pink absolutely yeah, um, yeah. The bubblegum pink. I'm so into that color. That's a great color. It's a very cool color, um, especially relic. It will look great. It sort of takes the the sheen, the plasticiness of it away. Mm. Seeing it in a relic. But. Well, it was. Um, we always talk about uh, Trent guitars, don't we? In oh, uh, bubblegum well. pink. So you know. Yeah. Well, let's, speaking of Trent guitars. Well, yeah. Let's get, let's have Paisley. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do this, Joe. But I guess if people want us to be on, uh, yeah, on brand, then it would. What I'm going to do yeah, is some sort of pink. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. What I'll do is I'll set up a poll, dear listener, but I'll allow the ability for people to add colours, and then uh, we can. We'll just see how it goes. Also, feel free to DM us, message us, post pictures of your guitars or guitars that you like, and tag us on Instagram. Um, and you know, next week, I think this is so broad that we're unlikely to have a clear winner. So what I'll probably do is the stuff that gets a few votes, I'll try and narrow it down to a few. And then the next week we'll do one with maybe three, four options, something like that. And you can all vote on that, but we'll see this first week, throw your suggestions at us and we'll, we'll take it from there. It's going to be something interesting it's going to be something. it's going to be interesting <laughs> um well talking of uh, custom guitars then joe you've 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 jumped the gun you're not <sighs> even you've you've ordered yourself something else from somewhere else yeah yeah okay. what come on joe I, tell the story because we were we were just talking only at guitar summit about you ditching the telly and yeah. getting a, a, a custom kaufman but then you've gone off oh, yeah. I've, I've ordered something else instead so what what's happening yeah yeah I, I have, I have. So, so really, what it was was, you know, last week, dear listener, I got to go and see Blink One Eighty Two. I know, I know how tacky and cheesy they are, but you know, it was like they're all my childhood. So, you know, it was great. It was really exciting getting to see them, and uh, 
And then a few days later, their new album came out. Sure, it's it's obviously not their best work, but yeah, it was so much fun hearing new songs from this band that I used to care about when I was young. I was like, oh yeah, it was like <laughs> but being never a kid played again. the custom, never played the custom <laughs> shop uh, guitar they've literally just launched, which I've just had yeah. an email from Fender saying they're back in stock. I'm like, you should probably yeah. get them to play one, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe he didn't even play it on the songs that actually used that guitar. Uh, that is just <laughs> beyond me. But anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, anyway. So I was like. You know what I really want? I want I want a Mark Hoppus P bass because they're great. Now they they were around in they came out in three different iterations, dear listener. They were around in the early two thousands, available in like a, a Daphne blue and a surf green. And what they what they were is a a jazz bass body with a precision pickup. Um, and uh, then they had a, a rosewood precision neck with a nine and a half inch radius. Yep, sort of modern C. That was the instrument. Um, just a, a, a perloid guard on those. That was the original. Then uh, later, when they went through their emo phase, it was re-released in black and white. So there was a black one with a black guard and a white one with a black guard. Um, same spec, exactly. And then after that, after Blink-182 split and Mark Hoppus founded Plus 44, they released a new one, a plus 44 version of this bass. This time, the precision pickup was reversed, so the higher two strings um, were uh, had the higher part of the precision pickup rather than the lower part of the precision pickup, if that makes sense. So your E and your A string are still dealt with in the, it's still in the same position, but the other side is higher. So the pickup almost looks as if it's further up on the body. It's exactly the same for your low strings. And and the reason behind that was Mark Hoppus plays a lot of chords and he wanted more low-end resonance from the chords that he's using the D and the G string for. So that was that. And they released that this time in, um, in wood drain finishes in through colors. And they did a... Um, they did a, a, a surf green and they did a blonde version of this. Uh, the surf green, I think, had a perloid plate and the blonde had a torque guard this time. Next right. is the same precision neck. Um, oh, it, also, all of these models only have a volume control, no tone. And it's a one-piece scratch plate where jazz basses normally have a separate control cavity. This is a one-piece scratch plate like a precision would be. So those are the models. You never see, you certainly never see the plus 44 ones. They were released in much smaller numbers. They never come up secondhand. You rarely see the emo ones, the black or the white one. And you occasionally see the, the original ones because they were probably made the, the most of them. But where this instrument was 600 pounds, you know, 15 years ago, they're now going for people who want 1300, 1500, <laughs> stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I, I really want one, but also I can kind of take or leave any of these finishes. You know, they're not especially for me. I'm also not fussed about like a modern neck, really, um, but I really want one. And I thought, I know who does. I, I, I thought, I know I should get one made because they're so rare. And I was thinking I should get one made at the price that they go for secondhand. I should just get one made. So I was thinking about, who I could talk to about that. And I thought Rigby Music. Do you remember we spoke about these guys a, we did. a few weeks yes, ago, Matt? Yes, we did. Yeah, based in Manchester, if I remember rightly. Or That's if I right. Got that wrong. That's right. Yep. Yeah, based in Manchester. Fantastic shop. Lovely, wonderful people there. And just like so considerate and caring and part of the community and trying to 
do something and create a community around music. I love it. And and their whole thing with their builds is they're trying to they make Fender style instruments in relict nitro finishes dear listener but they do them for super affordable prices they're not reinventing the wheel they're not offering anything unique like trent or fidelity or um, sbc or anyone like that they're they're just you know dead simple f style guitars you know with rigby written on the headstock you know that's that's what you're getting and so i i i, I messaged them and i was like you know I, I said my idea and uh and they were like oh yeah we're actually doing exactly this with a fender <laughs> of they with, are. A, with a fender strat for with a an f a, you know a strat style body for someone else and so this was my idea this is my idea i wanted to blend 40 year old me and 16 year old me so 16 year old <laughs> me just wants the mark hoppus because 16 year old me listened to a lot of punk pop these days i listen to a lot of blues a lot of old prog a lot of King Crimson, stuff like that. And I like cool old vintage things. So I wanted to blend up the hoppus. Basically, I want to do a hoppus, but I want to do it retro. So I've gone for a relic um, burgundy mist hoppus with a matching headstock and uh, lacquered neck, 7.25-inch radius. Um, (laughs) So 62-style neck basically precision neck jazz bass body one piece plate and it will be a, an aged parchment guard um light relic burgundy mist matching headstock that's what i'm going for nice less less dear listener than 1500 pounds no that is uh that's impressive that, that is is very impressive yeah very it is an impressive price point now i am in two minds about changing to an aged olympic white he said i don't have to set one that just yet because it's a three to six month wait so i'm you know i'll think about that for a little while i'll probably change my color if it's gonna be you know one of the last things i'll probably change my idea on that maybe five times between now and and the time it's built but what do you think i should go for Isotope by Native Instruments have been at the heart of great production tools and performance plugins for a long, long time now. They've helped guitar nerds to sound crisp and polished no matter how bad Matt's mic technique is for almost a decade. And they can and should be a part of your home recording setup too. Isotope have just released Ozone 11, the most advanced mastering software you can possibly get your hands on. Ozone 11 includes AI-assisted software that can listen to your mixes and make suggestions on a final mix. Honestly, it's been years since I've so much as touched an EQ fader. I just let Ozone do the work and I have a pro quality mastered podcast in minutes. Ozone Elements is as little as 49 bucks. And don't forget, you get 10% off all Isotope and Native Instruments plugins with discount code NERDS10. It's just, I don't know. To be honest, what you suggested sounds good. I mean, we all, we would, me and you would order very, very different things, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but also, I am not a bigger fan of Mark Hoppus as you, realistically. So I think you've, it sounds like you've ordered the right thing. I mean, the matching headstock. I mean, I've just, I just put Mark Hoppus into Google and the first thing that came up is his one in pink. And I'm just like, that does look very good. <laughs> um, yeah, that sort of 
is it well i mean it's obviously relict over time from him playing it but i'm just gonna put in mark hopper's bass let's have a quick look from a non oh i like the fact that la bass guitar which is the gear for music brand is the first thing that comes up and it's a p bass in pink um <laughs> and lots of him playing this sort of jazz master bass. yeah that's what he's moved to now he's moved to the uh the jaguar shape um, with the uh, exactly Jaguar the same shape. spec, but but Jaguar that, shape, yeah. The hot pink though, the hot pink does look so yeah. good, or bubblegum pink, it just looks so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, some really good pictures of that. That is a great, <laughs> it's a great looking pace. Um, <laughs> I totally, yeah, I totally play that. But they never made that as a signature, right? They've never made. I reckon it's coming. <laughs> It's got to be coming, so you, surely. They're like they, they already do. You you can you could get it a limited run. He sold from his web store, his hi my name is mark dot com web store. So you could purchase oh, really? that base from there, but I think only in the states. Right. Shame. Um, yeah, it's a shame. Shame. It was. So what's the what's cool. the lead time on um, three to six months? Which I don't think is too bad. No, no, that seems fine. I mean, looking at some of the, the recent custom builds they've got on there, um, they've got some great stuff. They've got some really, really great stuff. We talked about them before. Um, you can download their pick and mix guide. because so I think it's what here, pick and mix part caster, pick from the catalogue of parts to build your dream guitar from 800. Custom build, unique colours, hardware and design, not available off the shelf. Prices from 1200 or a complete bespoke custom design all the way from the ground up prices from 1800 so does yours come under the pick and mix option then joe or is yours... i guess so yeah yeah somewhere around there um which is but not bad. It, there are some customizations you know that are going to have to happen because you can't buy a jazz because i think you know they obviously get their parts source the parts and then they edit them from from there but mm-hmm. you, you can't get a jazz bass body with a you know cut for a precision pickup so they'll have to you know do that right yeah yeah that makes sense but no that's and very the plate, cool so the plate will have to be custom made obviously as well so now we just need to wait uh three to six months yeah <laughs> yeah exactly can you wait that long joe or will you buy another base in the meantime i'll inevitably buy something else in the meantime it's uh it's fine <laughs> well i tell you in a couple of days time uh i've got um my 62 japanese Precision based body coming back from Matt Oram, Fidelity. Oh, yeah. Who so, what's re- remind everyone what color you've had this one refinished in? I've gone for a relic Olympic white on that one. Oh, um, nice. I've got a lovely parchment guard. I've got like the Jaguar Mute kit that I'll be fitting on that. And I've got a lovely relic 62 P base neck that will be going on that. Fingers crossed he's going to get that to me for Wednesday. So, I should be able to put it together and get it set up and playing so that i can actually take it on tour the following week which would be nice wow so you're literally going straight in no warm-up yeah, I mean, just uh well it will be the backup you know like i'm taking my uh, uh i'm i'm playing my um roger waters uh p base my main my main my main precision for this tour mm-hmm. so so it will just be the backup but if it's you know if i trust it if it feels really good because i won't have time to band practice with it is the problem but you know maybe right. i'll use it in a sound check and if i'm like yeah this is great then i'll uh i'll use that fair enough oh well that'll we'll be see. good to see and then how that'll bring the total of bases to how many where are we at now joe 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. 20 something, 20 something. I've so many I need to get rid of. I want to sell my Music Master, my 69 Precision, my EB1. I've got about five or six jazz basses that I'm going to sell. Um, include, I'm going to sell both my prototype Ashdown jazz basses. Yeah, loads of stuff. Loads wow. of stuff. A full clear out from Joe. Yeah. And then on on that uh, side of things, you've, you've ordered that, but yeah you know, Ashdown and launching more bases. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, this, this, um, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll talk about this briefly, um, because I shared a picture of this and this is quite exciting. I tried not to sort of overplug Ashdown on this podcast. I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like a, you know, that sort of thing, dear listener. Also it's a guitar podcast, not, not a bass podcast. I realize I've gone on about basses for about the last 30 minutes, but yeah, <laughs> I've been working on for the, for the last couple of years with Ashdown these new affordable bases so we wanted to make some bases out of china so that we could do them for reasonable prices they do korean bases at the moment that they're done with dan lakin from lakeland guitars and they were they were great they were like dan lakin's jazz bass style one his p bass style one and they also did an offset which is called the saint which wasn't designed by dan lakin that was designed by dan gooday at, at ashdown so we were working on making some affordable versions of that and uh, one of the other shapes, the Lowrider, which is like a Fenderbird, so a Thunderbird body with a bolt-on jazz bass neck, essentially. Um, and we that we finally put them out, these Saint basses. So we've released a Saint and a Saint Soap um, in this, this Chinese run of affordable models. It's the Jaguar-style body shape. The Saint bass comes with a PJ, and the Saint Soap has a soap bar pickup bang in the middle of the body we've done them in like an ashdown ice blue which is a bit like a pale daphne blue we've done a shell pink a metallic shell pink and um we've done like a uh, like a metallic green um sort of a, a mid uh metallic green which is quite nice so it's those three colors and that base in a couple of different pickup configurations we also did the short scale version of the saint soap called the capri and we did like a satin black lowrider with a couple of Music Man style pickups in it. But the the real one is the Saint Soap. A soap bar pickup, roasted maple neck and board, jazz bass <laughs> neck profile, just a simple volume and tone. It's so cool. It's like begging to be used with flats. And managed to keep like the price tag at, uh, at I don't know what it is, like less than 400 pounds. I actually don't know what it is. Oh, wow. let's, uh, let's find out. Ashdown Saint Soap. I don't know what we ended up going for in the end. Roasted, Roasted bases or Ashdown bases? 299. 299. That's what uh, the Saint Soap is. Less wow. than 300 pounds, which is incredibly reasonable. But the story behind the Saint Soap is pretty funny because what, what happened is we received the shipment of bases and we're unboxing them. And we're like, yeah, let's check out these short scale Capris that we got. And we opened them up and we were like, these aren't short scale. Oh. <laughs> they'd, <laughs> they'd, they'd like misspread that whole model and basically made it as a full-size saint. But we had a bunch of them and we were like, oh no, that's terrible. But then we were like, oh, these are actually great. So so it was a complete accident. These were supposed to be short scale with a reduced body size. And uh, yeah, the, the Chinese factory missed that bit. <laughs> And made them in 34-inch scale with the full body size. And then we were like, oh, actually, these are really cool. So so 299. 299 <laughs> is the price tag we managed to keep them down for. And they are very, very cool. Um, I only wish we'd done them in a color that I could play in polymath, you know. 
black. Yeah, basically. Exactly. 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 They're very cool. Um, yeah, but, I, I must admit, I like the roasted Capri at two nine nine. That is a very very cool base. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, and pretty in good. pink, obviously. Yeah, you know, keeping the uh, you know keeping the pressure on, making sure that everything is got at least one pink option <laughs> yeah exactly I, i'm really glad that like after two years of being at ashdown i finally i managed to get pink instruments released through them <laughs> yeah absolutely That's proper well guitar done. nerds at ashdown right there Indeed. but, um, but Indeed. one of the other things we released was the was the triple shot they released the triple shot which is a bass overdrive dear listener that's got like uh you get three band eq on it and then you get three drive controls for each band which is really handy because you can kind of clean up your your low end maybe and boost your treble you can scoop you can like scoop all that tone out and then just drive your low and your high get a real metal town metal sound you can get it really clangy i've got a little demo sample to play of that actually let's uh, let's listen to that this is i'm i'm basically repeating a riff but running through a few different sounds that the triple shot does i think it sounds fantastic it's it's a great solution look if you're even a part-time bass player looking for an overdrive I had a hand in how this was voiced. It wasn't just me, but you know, I, I was there in the R and D, and I I think it sounds great. In the background, I, yeah, in the back, I was like, yeah, this is rubbish. No, this is good. Uh, that was about my my you know how much I worked on it, but it does sound great. And this this is the triple shot. That was the Ashdown triple shot. That was just like a handful of the different sort of drive tones it can do from modern to vintage. I think it's extraordinarily cool. Do check yeah, it out. I, actually, I think um, it, it runs on 18 volts as well. Ah, that's the old triple shot. That was one of the things oh, he okay. changed. Basically, I think uh, Dave Green, the designer, he's like such a purist. And so he was like, no, all pedals need to be 18 volts so that they work better. And then, of course, we released them and everyone was like, well, I've got nothing to power this. I'm not buying it. So this time, the second triple shot, we were like, Dave, please make it 9 volt so people can use it. Ah, okay. It's the the new one. Okay, so the new one has got the uh, two big LED arrows pointing to the stomp box and as well as the VU meter. Exactly. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Yeah. That runs on, can you still run it on 18 or does it run on 9 I think, only? I think it just runs on 9, yeah. I think yeah, it runs on nine. Maybe it's very got an good. internal thing. But yeah, I did think it sounded um, good. Yeah, no, I think it's, again, you know, just a great demo to highlight the amount of available tones. And you're just going, what, DI in and just using a bass amp modeling? 
yeah that was a, yeah that was dead simple i actually used um uh, i used an ampeg b15 um but it was straight into the daw yeah and just used a flat ampeg b15 one of the plug-in alliance ones it's really good actually cool. i think it's about 120 quid to to buy the plug-in um it was great. Actually, on the wow. on the plug-in note, dear listener, don't forget, I'll mention it again. We're not affiliated with these guys, but it, this is a cool thing. Universal Audio are giving away their LA-2A compressor plug-in for free. They're doing that until the end of the month. It's well worth it. Definitely get it. Oh, there you go. There you go. Where should we... Um, Joe, we're sort of nearly up at time. What do you want to talk about at the end? Um have we got, have we got time for one more thing? We've got th- we're three minutes. <laughs> well, we can we can we can run uh, we can run over a bit. We should get a little bit of news done before we head over, and then we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about everything else over on the Patreon. So um, one of the more exciting new releases um, of uh, of this this year is well of this week is a distortion pedal that offers <laughs> that offers a massive amount of control you were quite excited about this matt it's our good well, friends at old blood noise endeavors indeed brady dan all of the guys legends um we miss you dearly um dan was on the podcast was it last year i think it was like towards the end of last year maybe yeah i seem yeah. to remember sitting at my crappy desk when we were talking because <laughs> we were talking about the we were talking about the filter pedal, the float, which is their dual, move, dual moving filter. And I've right. just sort of realized how many pedals they've also had this year that we've just not really talked about. Um, uh-huh. They've had the whole BL series, which has got the fader. So they did the reverb, the reverse, the chorus. Um, yeah. They've also updated a bunch of their things into the V3. Um, but this... I feel is um, okay. This is just old blood noise all over. This is the beam splitter, uh, which is a thirteen control distortion. Now, how do you Outrageous. get thirteen? How do you get uh, thirteen controls out of a distortion? Well, as they put it, or I've seen some YouTubers put it for sure. Uh, it's not just mono. It's not just stereo. It's stereo because actually, there's three outputs on this thing. So effectively, it is a triple distortion, three distinct distortion channels, a hard clipping. Um, you've then got uh, a soft clipping, and then I, so I'm just having a look for the other one there. Uh, three different types of distortion. Each one, each can be run in parallel mono, right. or you can run each one out of its own individual output. And then what you have on two of the drive channels you then have two different delays, each with a maximum of 125 mil with their own time and decay control, and then a deviate control that then like separates the two. Um, so it randomly varies the delay time. So you can have two <laughs> short delays plus uh, three distortions all running at once. And uh, yeah, a kind of... Uh, I kind of want sounds, one. It sounds very up your street. How would you how would you set this up then? You'd have I have whoop. absolutely no idea. <laughs> I think actually what would be really cool with this um would be running I'm going to have a quick look at the manual, but if you could run it in stereo, what would be quite cool 
is to run t- effectively. I wonder if you could run two chains. So you could have a two drives running into, and then like, obviously you could run them in two separate amplifiers, or you could then mix them back in because they've also got a stereo to mono mixer haven't they a pedal that allows you to run stereo signal and back out into mono right so you could have two parallel voices if you really wanted to because each one of those um i mean it's all but it's all off one foot pedal i don't know i like the idea of running in triple would in you run it mono into- in right. no i like the idea of running it in mono and just being able to like kind of get all the drives to interact with each other and then using the deviate control to kind of give you the the sort of weirdness and the variation. Um, I mean, as they put it, beam flare is a single pedal meant to create a massive sound. So it's three different takes on overdrive, voice to work well together. Two of them can be delayed in time and all three can be run into par- in parallel or split out of three separate sources. Um, beam flare takes a mono input and makes a wildly bigger than before. So, yeah, why guitar your guitar thrice when you can when beam splitter exists? So yeah, you could run into three separate inputs on your interface and have three different distortion tracks you want. But basically, a hard clipping distortion, a green, so three colors: purple, green, and blue. Purple is a hard clipping distortion. Green is an overdrive with soft and hard clipping, and blue is a transistor overdrive. Um. And I think the idea is that you've not just got three ridiculous. It's not like the life pedal from uh, um, Earthquaker. Earthquaker, which is like a rat running into a big muff or whatever. So it's just like all the gain. I mean, this obviously has a lot of gain in it, but I think you could really dial in some really interesting um, mixes because obviously the great thing with running stuff in parallel is that you're not running one distortion into another. So they don't interact with each other in the same way, but obviously they create a really fat sound. So running distortions in parallel is is actually a really, really cool thing to do. Um, Especially if you're running it out into two amps. Again, very cool, because you could have a light overdrive into a kind of maybe slightly driven amplifier, and you could have a clean amp with then that could have like the most distorted signal, for example. Um, yeah. I'd imagine that might be quite good on bass. Yeah, I mean, you could you could kind of do that Biddy Sheehan thing. So what he does because he has the two he has two outputs on his bass to deal with the se- the separate pickups. So he's got his neck uh, humbucker and then he's got a precision pickup. Both of those mm-hmm. going to separate amps, and he has one amp designed to deal just with his low end, and the other amp with all the uh, with all the low end cut that's just dealing with mid frequencies mostly yeah. and, and some yeah. treble. And then he blends those back and it means that he can drive things whilst keeping his fundamentals, you know, relatively intact. Then this sort of pedal would be great for that sort of thing. You could have all your mids, you know, running through a pretty hot distortion, whereas you could have your low end just being kept warm by that like transistor overdrive. I think it would be a cool thing on bass. Mm. Yeah. No, I think um something i'm going to explore a little bit more as i said we're going to st- i'm going to start building another pedal board at some point so yes. especially now i've got this pedal board with these three moog pedals on which we talked about last week and i'm mm-hmm. like oh what am i going to do with that you know because that's almost like a noise machine in its own right so you know what could we what could we do there don't know but definitely another really cool option for um 
for people out there from Old Blood Noise, which is a brand we've not talked about enough this year, despite so many great products. Yeah, they make such great products. Yeah. Well, we will. Uh, we will see. We'll see what what uh, what what comes from them next. They're such an exciting brand. We must get them back on the podcast next yes. year. Yes. Yeah. We should. We really need to get um, Brady and Dan back on for a hundred percent. Yeah, a brilliant brand. But anyway, that does actually bring us up to the end of this week's episode of Guitar Nerds, dear listener. Matt and I are heading over onto Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Maybe we'll talk about Axe Effects. We'll take some questions from the group. There's loads more bits of news. We're going to be talking about things like that. Join us over there. You can do for as little as a dollar a month. If you just go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, it'll give you all the details on how you can sign up and become part of this charming community uh, Matt's actually taking. You're taking the next couple of weeks off, aren't you, Matt? So it's uh, we've well, got uh, one week off, and then I'm, I'm away, so I'm recording something at a different time. So is that right? Uh, yes, and then yeah, yes. you're on tour. So uh, so I think yeah, we've we're got, sort of uh, not going to cross paths for three weeks now. I think yeah, is yeah that something right? like that. But he'll be back afterwards. We've got Philip Carter joining us, and we've got JD Short joining us uh, on the other episode. We're going to be doing a roundup of the London International Guitar Show next week. Ah, so, yes, uh, of course. That is yeah. uh, that is this Sunday as well, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so that's going to be a barrel of fun. But uh, yes, do uh, uh, do listen to us next week for that, dear listener. Uh, we'll be back then with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Goodbye. Thank you very much, you wonderful people. Thank you especially to our $10 top-tier Patreon backers. Very soon, some of you will be receiving your goodie bags. But for now, thank you very much to Nicholas Strong, Rocket Rob Patterson, Marcus Deluxe, Suresh, Dorsonic Pickups, Rob Witherden, Chris Franklin, Anton Fryant, Russ Meehan, Barry Gresbick, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, John Conaway, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hemmer, Jeffrey Wax, Dan Pilver, Brian Einsler, Dylan Griffiths, Mark Izao Kadawaki, Eric File, Peter Pesce, Andy Manley, Joe Puttick, Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Wharton, James Storr, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Rob Nordvik, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravit. 
This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.